I am Jeff Ado. This is Lunacy, where we discern the sacred from the insane and admit that whether we like it or not, we are all profoundly affected by the cycles of the moon. How? I have uh, just returned from my great adventure uh, out in the wilderness, man, out there in the woods, you know what I mean, with a bunch of, bunch of dudes, a bunch of men, a bunch of brothers. And uh, I'm happy to report, first of all, I survived. I'm alive. This is not a deep fake of me, okay? I did not come out of the woods as a deep fake version of myself. You know what I mean? I came out of the woods as a deep reality of myself. In fact, that's right. This doesn't get any more real than this guy right here. You know what I mean? Talking in weird southern accents. You know what I mean? That may or may not just stick on me for the rest of my life. You know? Who knows, man? I could just talk like this forever. And then you'd be like, well, what happened to like that Jeff that talked smooth and sultry like he used to talk you know what i mean and i'll be like well now i talk smooth and sultry like this man like i'm from tennessee so suck on it man tennessee's beautiful all right people from tennessee know that back me up Uh uh-huh right mountains yep beautiful um yeah i survived my trip um not only did i survive it i i i I feel like i'm coming back uh, much stronger, much more dedicated to my path, uh, much more aware of myself, more in touch with uh, my senses, uh, my emotions, my integrity, my reality, my truth. I mean, I feel like that's a tall order I just said. I just said a lot of good things about myself. You know what I mean? I did. I said a lot of good things, man. People were like, well, that sounds good, man. You know what I mean? What, do, what, are you, what are you talking about? Well, let me tell you. Let me break it down for you. All right. So I mentioned last week I was going on this experience. It's a it's a men's group experience. It's through a, a men's uh, organization called Sacred Sons. This particular experience is called Primal Presence. Uh, it's led by a man named Bear Hart. He's a amazing person. Uh and now he's a good brother of mine, as it turns out. He spent, uh, you know, five days in the wilderness with somebody. Uh, and uh, you discover who they really are and who you really are. And um, I'm just coming back with, like, a tremendous amount of appreciation for life. <laughs> I'm crying. Already I'm crying. That was so fast. <laughs> Jeez. Great. That's good. I'm more of a pushover than I was when I fucking went there. You know what I mean? Jesus. More in touch with my emotions. I do. I come back with a much <laughs> a much deeper appreciation and love for this life. Uh, for who I am. For how fortunate I am. For the path that I've chosen. For the fact that I went, that I was willing to go deep in the woods and look into my own heart and see what was there and talk about it and express it and uh, be with it and test myself. So let's start there, the test. I went into this knowing that I was going to test myself. If you listen to part one of this right last week, I was solo casting talking about this shit and how crazy it was. Yeah. It's talking about, well, I want to test myself. I want to intentionally put myself into discomfort so that I can grow. 
knowing that I will grow and yet also being uh, uh, pretty fucking scared. I mean, you know, not terrified, like uh, a good friend of mine's going, right? This guy, uh, one of my best friends up here. And so I knew he was going and I was like, well, you know, shit hits the fan. It gets weird. We'll just fucking hike out of there, you know? <laughs> but also I knew it wouldn't get weird because he was involved and he's somebody I, I, I very much trust already. He's a very deep brother of mine. So I knew he was going. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, uh, and I knew it was going to be a test. I've never uh, fasted for four days. That seemed insane to me at the time as I as I reported. I mean, it fucking, I bet it sounds crazy to you. If it doesn't sound crazy to you, I don't know. Maybe you're one of those fasting people. Maybe you're, maybe you're a breatharian. You know what I mean? In which case, please talk. I'd love to have you on the show. Call me. Text me. Email me. Info at jeffado.com. Boom. Um. Yeah, I was terrified about that. And and what I came away with, one of the lessons that I learned while I was there was you don't really know who you are until you were tested. When you were tested, that becomes who you are. That's true. Because we don't really know who we are until we push our own limits. We don't know where our actual edges are. And we're so used to and accustomed to living in comfort, living in extreme ease and looking for the easy path. And by the way, you know, that's totally normal and natural. And that's the way that it goes. Electricity and all other things seek the path of least resistance uh, uh, naturally. That's that's just how it goes. Like, you know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shitting on society here saying, you know, we just, we like to take it easy. All right. We like to take it easy. You know what I mean? We are, we are riding on the laurels of the ancestors that uh, developed all of this technology that now we have at our disposal that we can use to do things like podcast, you know, (laughs) and take amazing pictures and video. I'm using my phone here right now as my, as my video device. Apple, if you'd like to give me some sponsorship, I would very much appreciate it and could use the cash. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 13 Pro Max by Apple. Get yours uh, and then give me some money, Apple. What do you say? Come on. How about now? How about now? (laughs) But we really are. We're riding on the laurels of our ancestors who developed it all of this technology, agriculturally, industrially, et cetera, so that we could live the lives that we are living. But we are very, that, 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 you know, we don't even, we don't even know how hard it was. You know, I, I interviewed Shelly Covert uh, recently, a Heritage Day. She's a spokesperson for the Nisanon tribe, you know, and she mentioned in our, in our discussion, she was like, you know, uh, my grandparents are just like, you guys have no idea how hard it actually is. If we were to throw you in the woods, <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, uh, back in the day, you wouldn't know what to do. You'd be lost completely because, you know, our reality now is so easy. We ride around in cars. Everything is air conditioned. You know what I mean? You go to the grocery store. You don't have to hunt for food. You don't go hungry, right? I mean, maybe you do go hungry, right? Obviously, people go hungry, but probably not people who are listening to this podcast. Maybe you are. If you are, let me know about it, all right? I'd like to help you out. Uh, but but for the most part, we don't even know. We don't know what hunger is. We don't know what hunger is. And uh, and we just don't know really who we are until we push ourselves, until we really test ourselves. And uh, I can I can I can say without 
question unequivocally. I have tested myself this last week. I did go without food for four days. Uh, uh, I did survive that. I did push myself beyond my limits in, in many ways with many challenges, some of which I'll share with you, some of which I'll keep to myself because I know other people might want to go through the same experience that I went through. Uh, uh, and I want to respect their journey and not, you know, I don't want to spoil the ending for them. All right. Or, or the middle, know what I mean? Or the beginning. <laughs> so let's start with the hunger. Um, first of all, I thought I, I thought I would be hungry the whole time. And I was like, man, this is going to be tough. In fact, I prepared, uh, for the weekend by, uh, you know, I had a really light dinner on Sunday night. I had like some cheese, <laughs> And then uh, the next morning, I was really hungry. Usually, I'm not that hungry in the morning. I was really hungry because usually I skip breakfast. I intermittent fast until lunch. It's part of my. It's part of what keeps me the trim, amazing looking man that I am today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but it, but but it is part of my routine. That's something that I do. And, uh, and I was, I was really hungry in the morning and I was like, okay, you got to get through this. And then that hunger dissipated. It went away and I was able to get through to dinner. I ate at dinner at, at like seven o'clock and, uh, and I wasn't that hungry going into dinner, but I had felt the pangs and I was like, okay. And then the next day on Tuesday, I ate just regular. I ate whatever I wanted to all day. I was like, I'm not going to be eating. I'm just going to eat and it's going to be great. And then, you know, we started at, at 9 a.m. with the fast, so I had some breakfast. <clears throat> and then I didn't eat. And I I was hungry, like, you know, at, at certain points in the day. But to be honest, um, I really wasn't that hungry. It really didn't hit me. Like, the majority of the fast, that wasn't a characteristic where I was just, like, the whole time I was really starving. And so... That's that's revelational for me because I didn't know that. And, uh, uh, you know, systems kick in within the human body that we have long forgotten about when we used to be in tribes and go hunting and looking for food. And then there were days where we didn't have any food and there was no game to, to hunt. Um, and we were just roaming around like, okay, we're hungry, you know, until somebody found something, right? But that's the truth. So what happened was I was fasting and I wasn't particularly hungry um, until one night until uh, let's see it was it was Friday night okay so we broke fast uh, Saturday night Friday night in the middle of the night <laughs> I woke up uh, one of the one of the challenges is uh, we were sleeping under the stars so you know you could if you wanted to sleep in a tent you could but the invitation was to sleep outside under the stars in your sleeping bag and i took that invitation i was doing that so i'm looking up at the stars i wake up and my foot my left foot is freezing <laughs> not the right one just the left one left foot frozen i don't want to get out of the bag to put on fresh socks because i'm like well that's going to be i'm going to get cold putting on fresh socks then i'm my whole body's going to be cold it's going to be hard for me to warm up again conundrum then i was like ah my jacket i can stick my jacket down there in the bottom of the sleeping bag and i can curl my little toes in there and that's gonna go great so i did that and that was moderately effective still kind of cold but like pretty warm enough to that i could fall asleep again uh but then all of a sudden whoa hunger like growling like such deep hunger um in in 
in part because we did combo that day, which I'll get into a little bit later. I, th- I think that's part of the reason. And then I had no nourishment afterwards. Uh, but wow, like middle of the night, say three in the morning, not sure. Just I was like hyperventilating hungry. So hungry, so hungry. And it did not let up. It didn't let up. It was like relentless. <laughs> uh, and I and I was dreaming about bread. <laughs> I was dreaming, I was fantasizing about eating bread. Okay. So hard. It's so hard. Okay. Like a fucking teenage boy with a penthouse. Okay. Uh, you know, without a penthouse rather, you know what I mean? Uh, like just, oh my God, just imagining this like sexy loaf of bread, you know, walking out of the oven, uh, marching towards me and then, you know, cracking her open and taking a big old bite. You know what I mean? I literally though I was like just obsessed with bread because that was part of the thing we were told tomorrow night you're going to have bread and it's going to be from this lady uh who I know and it's going to be really good bread like ancient great 100 year old ancient grain bread slow rising bread the g- kind of bread that's really good for you uh incidentally in case you didn't know uh a uh, uh, fast rising bread is the is the gluten that's like really actually bad for you if you get slow rising sourdough bread or slow rising bread that takes like 8 hours that's not bad for you that's good for you that's fine and this was that bread so i was really excited i'm like fucking obsessed with this bread uh dreaming about it and like why can't i have it now right now do i have any snacks are there any snacks in my backpack if there were fucking snacks in my backpack i would have eaten all of them okay but intentionally i had no snacks so that i couldn't break fast uh, so that when I got to this point in time, I wouldn't, you know, be so tempted that I would just do it. Um, I mean, I was so like, I was like <sighs> hyperventilating in my, in my sleeping bag and experiencing true hunger. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, wait a minute, just sink into the experience. This is part of it. This is part of the journey right here, right now. This is part of it is experiencing this actual hunger, this real hunger that I have never experienced in my life. You know, I, 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 I did a documentary, which I'll release within the next year, um, called, uh, well, you'll see what it's called <laughs> when it comes out, but it's on hunger. Um, and we, my partner, Derek and I went to Malawi, Africa. We covered the hunger project. You know, we met people who were experiencing actual hunger and, uh, you know, it was an amazing experience. Uh, but you know, I had never known what hunger was like. I don't know. I mean, I've been hungry before, you know, uh, but I've never been hungry like this before. Like my whole body, every cell in my body was like, get me fuel now. And now I'm experiencing that. And it was a moment where I actually got to just stop and go, this is part of the experience. Just feel into this experience, breathe into this experience, take some deep breaths and see how you're being. You survived thus far. You will survive the rest of it. You will, you can make it another day, Jeff. Uh, notice what your feeling is like. And then I was like, wow, this is, this is really something. Now I have so much greater capacity and empathy and compassion for those people around the world that are experiencing hunger those people in my neighborhood that are actually experiencing hunger down the street that are actually experiencing hunger i get it now i get what that actually is like and uh 
it was profound. And then after a while, I was able to get back to sleep. <laughs> uh, that was one experience that, that, I, that I took away that was really profound, something I had never known before. And having survived that, all of that, I come back stronger. And I know that about myself. So I got to experience hunger for real. That's, that's one very key point. Um, I also detoxified myself physically. Now going into this experience, I had mentioned, you know, fasting for this long is a, is a profound gut reset. You know, you're literally giving all of your organs internally a big break. Uh, all of them, you're giving them a big break to regroup and reorient and like deal with all of the housekeeping issues that they haven't been able to deal with before, you know, cause there's just been a flood of people constantly coming in, flood of fuel constantly coming in things to deal with. Right. Imagine it like a house, right? That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's why I say people, <laughs> I guess that's a, listen, Jeff, are you a cannibal? Is it, did you just say you eat people? Is that what you said? I think that's what you said. I think you're cannibalistic. I think you're eating people. I think you fucking go into, I think you fucking, what's that movie? Alive? you like that guy. You're eating people off the plane. I know what's going on. Gross, Jeff. Gross. I, I do live actually very close to where the Donner Party thing happened. So, maybe. No, I don't eat people. All right, forget about it. Uh, the analogy I jumped into in my head, which I didn't share with you until now, is uh, imagine it's like a hostel or like an Airbnb or something. There's just a constant flood of people coming in and you can't really totally clean everything because there's a constant flood of people coming in. So you have to deal with the people, right? Uh, it's like that inside of my guts, up in my guts, man. So there's a constant stream of fuel coming in. So the organs and my system is unable to process so many of the things that it needs to get rid of in order to properly function in a clean, efficient manner. Uh, so that the house is totally clean for the next incoming guests who happen to be bred. <laughs> so I, there was a profound detoxification and I could feel that in my system. I was feeling cleaner uh, the whole time. I also did a combo. We did combo. That was one of the offerings. That was something that you could choose in or out or, you know, whatever, negotiate. Uh, I chose in because I've done combo before. Now, I, I, I've done, for, for those of you who don't know, I, I, I've talked about it before, but you can look up Combo. Combo is a frog that is found in the Amazon rainforest. It is frequently used as medicine uh, in indigenous cultures in Central and South America. They take the frog, they capture it. The frog excretes um, something out of its skin, like a, a translucent uh, kind of a jelly, and then they scrape that off and they save it. And then the combo practitioner, okay, or the medicine man will burn a hole in your skin with like an incense stick or like a punk. And then they take the combo and they put it over that. Then what happens is that the combo is full of these peptides and the peptides go throughout your entire system and they search for toxins that need to be expelled. And, uh, and then they find them and then you expel them. You get rid of them. How do you get rid of them? Well, <laughs> uh, it's either out out the it's either out the top or out the bottom. If you catch my drift, you're either you're either going out your mouth or you're going out your your back end. Know what I mean? And yeah, you know you're gonna go all right. And it's not like you know you know it's coming. You're not gonna. Uh, well, you might, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, crap your pants. Uh, you know, 
Uh, you might not, but probably not. You're probably going to feel it and then you'll go. Now, I'm not going to get in <laughs> to the gory details. I will spare you those. And you're welcome. Okay. Because you don't want to know. <laughs> but because of the fact that we had already, when we did it, I think we had already been fasting for like three days. So because of that fact, um, there was nothing in my system. There was nothing in my stomach. I, I, I drank a bunch of water before uh, before I did it, which that's customary. But there's nothing in my in my stomach to come out, and there's nothing in my bowels really to come out really, you know, because that they're, they're empty. Uh, you know, I hadn't actually gone in like a couple of days on that end. There's nothing in my system really, and. This combo, these peptides are roaming around searching for stuff and then they're getting rid of it. And, uh, you know, I did purge uh, both directions at different points and it was, I don't even know how to describe it. Like the really, really deep nastiness uh, got expelled in those moments at that time. Interestingly, it wasn't just whatever was being purged out of out of me. It was also uh, an emotional and a spiritual detoxification, and and that I had not anticipated. Again, I I've done I've experienced combo uh, several times before. Maybe I think this was like my ninth time uh, with that medicine, and you know it's always been good, and I've always felt really great afterwards, and I and I have had some kind of like. Um, spiritual moments where I really felt like I connected with my grandma, uh, Gigi, miss you, uh, love you, Giggs. Um, you know, and and my ancestry, but this was on the next level, and it was emotional. Not only was I, uh, you know, purging, but I was crying, and I wasn't expecting to be crying, and it was a deep, deep, heavy cry, like a deep, like a, <laughs> you know, like I was shaking. I was shaking and uh, like I hadn't done since I was a little boy. Interesting, huh? And it came up and I was just sitting there crying and I was just letting it go. Cause all these other guys that are here also doing this are having their own experience. And there was full permission to just have your experience and be who you are in your primal essence. Right. And so that's that's how it went down. I, I sat there and I cried for a long time. And then I got into this like, I don't know, man, guttural roar. I found something very deep inside of me, like just going way back. Just me as a as a as a as a man, as a human being, as a biped, like uh screaming at the at the at the universe, letting it all letting it all out. Uh, expelling, you know, um, things that had been haunting me that I didn't even know were there. I, I realize that sounds esoteric and weird, but I don't know how else to describe it. Um, it was like something was coming out of me that really needed to come out and get expressed, and it got expressed, and it wasn't with words. It was with sounds, sounds that I had never heard come out of me before, but were like very gratifying to express. Uh, 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 like that kind of a thing <clears throat> that's not doing it justice and i don't think i can replicate it for you sorry folks you know what i mean next time i'll just invite you along for the trip 
No chance. I'll spare you the whole thing. Don't worry. Um, but then also just like a fierceness. I came in touch with a fierceness, like a fierce power. And the river was right there, the Yuba River, uh, which the, sorry, the Uba River. That's the way the Nisanon pronounce it. It's, it's written Yuba, Y-U-B-A on all maps and everything, but it's, it's really Uba. Uba Seo is, is the way that it's pronounced in the Nisanon. So that's why I'm going to pronounce it. So the Uba is right there and uh, it's freezing because it's November. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty cold anyway. Uh, that river, but it's freezing right now. Okay. Getting cold coming out of the mountains. Uh, and so I got in there and I bathed myself and I stood up and I just yelled, man, I just yelled at the world. I just let it all go. Like, here I am, here I am. This is me. And, uh, it was incredibly intense and incredibly gratifying and incredibly primal and beautiful and essential. And so all of that is happening. And, and then, and then of course I, I, then I had that whole hunger that night. Now I, for me, I know when I've done combo in the past, it's like, first thing you do is eat something you, you afterwards, you usually typically have some soup or something. Right. Uh, but you are hungry because it's like you, you need the nourishment. Your body has just gone through something very serious. And in this case, my body, my soul, my spirit went through something very serious and there's no nourishment to be had. There's water and electrolytes. That's it. Forget it. Maybe you can have some tea herbal. Okay. No caffeine. That was the agreement that I signed on for. Um, so that explains the hunger. Um, and then just the whole experience was so amazing. I mean, I can't tell you sitting around the fire with uh, these men, one of whom was a good friend of mine. The others, I, I didn't know from Adam. You know, never met these guys before. I, I saw them on a Zoom call and I was like, okay, should be good. Who knows? I don't know. They look nice enough, but uh, whatever. <laughs> Here we go. Off into the fucking woods with a bunch of dudes that I never met. How's that going to go? Well, let me tell you, it went amazing. It went great. I got to say, like, uh, never in my life have I bonded so quickly and so deeply with a group of men before. And, um, you know, if you know me, you know that I'm a bonder. <laughs> you know that I'm somebody who likes to get deep and intimate in, in my relationships. Intimate, obviously, in a non-physical way. <laughs> intimate in, in a very real way, in a vulnerable way. And uh, I have a lot of really good friends. I have a lot of really good brothers, actually, from high school and from college and from living in L.A. Brothers who I would do anything for, you know? Really. Really, I would. And they know that about me. Brothers who I would stand for. Brothers who they know and I know that we can call each other any time, day of night. And we'll be there for each other. We'll support each other. We'll do what's necessary to help each other out. So I know what that's like. I'm lucky that way. This was something different. This was like that, but like right there. Here we are. There was permission granted to fully express what was deepest and darkest in our hearts and be heard, be listened to without judgment, with acceptance, without any communication afterwards. Just say what's been haunting you the most and be listened to. 
And what amazing medicine that is. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm crying. What a testy. All right. Uh, no, what, what, a, what an authentic human really is how I feel about it. That's the truth. What amazing medicine that is. Man. So grateful, so grateful for that. And you know, there's a couple things about that, and this is why I, I I wanted to share so badly about it. Is like, this is like the medicine, man. This is what we need, you know, what we need in our lives, in our society, for ourselves, you know. Um, we live in a world where everything is kind of given to us. We just you know order it on Amazon, a couple clicks, and then it arrives the next day, you know. Uh, if you got a problem and you're sad, you take a pill for it. You know, if you've got disease somehow, you take a pill for that, you know, or, or you get surgery or whatever, you know, we just, we've just become accustomed to just pretending like nothing is, nothing is, our, our emotions aren't real and that we should not actually acknowledge the things that are our deepest, darkest and get them up so that we can deal with them and learn with them and look at them and see what the lesson is there from that experience in our own life. And this was really a profound opportunity to do that. And I, I share this uh, uh, obviously because it's so essential and important for our health and our vitality and for our healing process and our own personal transformation. You cannot heal from something that is unexpressed. It won't heal. You're just going to repeat the shitty pattern from before. You're just going to repeat it. And that's the truth. But if you're given a space where you can fully express and communicate what is the thing that is most haunting you, what is the thing that you think is either the most unforgivable or something that you would just never want to tell anybody, right, uh, that, that happened to you, right? Something just really terrible that happened to you, uh, really deep trauma, whatever it is, or just the, your deepest regrets, your deepest uh, what you consider your own, what I consider my own deepest failures. You know, if I am able to express those and be heard and actually be listened to and have a group of men or a group of women, right. Or your partner or whatever, whoever, right. Uh, accept me for that. Even though those are, that's, those are my feelings. Those are my traumas. Those are my, those are my wounds, you know, Wow, that is such great medicine. Uh, you know, Bearheart, who's leading the experience, you know, has a hat on the hat. It says brotherhood is the medicine. It's true. Brotherhood is the medicine. Sisterhood is the medicine. Having deep brothers and sisters who are willing to listen to you, listen to you, hear you out, listen to you find your own story, not give you advice, not offer anything. Just be there for you so you can look, so you can see for yourself what is important, what is valuable, so you can see the lesson that you had to learn, and so that you can declare who you are in the future. That's something. That's something that we all need. Because I know what the lesson is if I really allow myself to look, and if I'm vulnerable enough to express it in front of a group of people, especially a group of people I just met. <laughs> Now, of course, we made agreements, right? We made agreements of confidentiality. We're all in this together. We're also all all 
part of the experience. We're all fasting together. We signed up for this. We knew this was going to be an initiation experience. So we knew it was going to be tough. We went into it anyway, right? So, it, you know, it's not a bunch of slouches, right? Just randos off the street. These are people that deeply care about uh, building themselves and growing stronger, being leaders in their community, uh, giving their gifts, you know, uh, finding out who they truly are, right? And, uh, you know, and that was inherent in, in, in the request to come on board, to come to the show. Partially because of that, you know, being able to express myself, my deepest, darkest in front of these men and be heard and understood and loved even with that allowed me then to see who it is that I will become as a result and the lessons that I have to learn from what I consider to be my own failures. And you know what? All of us did that. All of us did that in that circle. Each one of us did it. And it was such a privilege and an honor to witness the transformation of these men. I can't tell you. I can share generally about one, one man in the group. And the reason I can, I feel okay to share generally about this one man is that, uh, his name is Vela and I recorded a podcast with him yesterday where he talked extensively and deeply about his experience in Vietnam, which was horrific as you might imagine. And listening to some of the things that he had to say about that particular experience which is a war experience, uh, which is just awful, which some of which he shares in our podcast, which is why I'm okay talking about it. Um, and to get who, who he was and where he's come from and how he had gone through those experiences and come out such a, such a better man, which is frankly such a miracle when you think about it, um, was so amazing to witness and be part of and listen to, you know, here's a man who's been to hell and back and lived to tell the tale, not only lived to tell the tale, but learned from it. And actually in his case, and he talks about it in our podcast, actively sought out reconciliation, actively sought out to make amends for what he had done for something that he had been called to do to serve his country. He actually went back to Vietnam and he talks about it in our podcast and that'll be coming up uh, sometime soon. You know, to, to be witness to that, to see the courage and the bravery of this, these men and to, to listen to them. Wow. It's just so moving. It really is. So that was, that was a big part of the experience. Um, that was a big healing for me, you know, it really gave me an opportunity to look deeply at who I am, what I'm committed to and, and reassert myself, recommit myself to who I am and what I'm doing in this life and to make vows. Quick, quick cameo. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, this is monkey bear monkey is for short, but anyway, he is the sweetest cat in the whole world and I missed him terribly and I'm so happy to see him say hi monkey. If you didn't see that, he's a black, beautiful black cat, and he's super, super sweet. So yeah, it gave me an opportunity to really look deeply at who I am and recommit to who I am and what I'm here to do with my music, with my message, with this podcast, with my films, um, as an artist, as a man. And uh, I realized I just came off of the experience, and so... 
inarguably I am high from it because it was a very purifying experience and I do feel great. And I did also meditate this morning. I kept my word on that. Um, but I've come away feeling so much more powerful and so much more vital. And, uh, that's a gift that I, I really want you to give to yourself. You know, I want to share with you so that you can find a way to give that to yourself because that's so important. Find a group of people that you can really trust, vet them, and then create a scenario where you guys can really share what's really on your hearts or where you ladies can really share what's really on your hearts or you, however you identify yourself can share (laughs) what's really on your hearts with people. You know, it's so, it's so critically essential. And I just feel like, you know, it just became more and more clear to me how much we're missing the boat in this life. You know, it's so much about the rat race and how do I get more and get this and get the next thing and chase the carrot, you know? You know that analogy, the carrot, right? The carrot in front of the greyhound, right? It's going around the track. The, the greyhound keeps running as fast as it can to get the carrot, but the carrot's always elusive. It's always moving forward. There's always more. And Instagram's going to keep telling you, here's what you need. You need this. You need this. You need this. You need this. If you have this, it's going to make you feel great. You're going to be comfortable, and then you're going to be comfortable, and then you're going to be comfortable, and then you're going to get there. And you're just running, running, running. You never stop, man. Stop and look at what's actually happening right now. And how am I being right now? And where's the love right now? And that's where the gold is. You know, that became so much clear to me, more clear to me, being in the woods, in the bosom of nature, in this amazingly beautiful spot on the Uba Seo River, you know, with like uh, uh, trees uh, crawling up the cliffs on the opposite side and, and all these incredible rock formations. And it's just like, you could look at any square inch of this forest and the universe is there. Look deeper into it and there's all kinds of animals and shapes and geometry and ancient history, you know, uh, written on these rocks. It's so magnificent. You know, being in that environment in this way, in an intentional way, in an effort to purify, in an effort to strengthen, in an effort to get in touch with my, my deepest heart, you know, just showed me you know, how, how much of the way that, uh, that we, we run shit is fucked. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it that way, but really, it's really, it's fucked. It's really fucked. Uh, I wish it wasn't, I wish there was a better way to communicate it, but it's fucked. We're so concerned about getting stuff and just looking good all the time. You know, what's the first thing somebody asks you when you see them? How are you? Now, if the person were to tell the truth, <laughs> that would be something. But nobody tells the truth. You know, what, what do we do? We just fucking lie to each other all day long. We just lie to each other. Ah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Mm, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we don't stop and say, oh, well, actually, I've been really thinking about that time that the, you know, I got in the fight, the playground, or my dad hit me, or whatever it was, right? Uh, I've been really thinking about this this terrible thing. I can't get over. A, yeah, I'm really actually stuck in a, a huge heartbreak loop because this person, you know, left me. I didn't know what to do, and I fucked it up. And I see that, but I can't get over how how bad I screwed up. No, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, we're good. We're good here, right? We don't fucking talk about it. We don't stop and say the truth. We don't speak what is real from our hearts. Why not? Why not to just continue the charade 
It's maddening. It's maddening when you get to a place where you see that the truth and being truthful can really actually set you free. If I actually express what is my most deepest, darkest fear, the pattern that keeps repeating itself, then I can be free of it because I can express it. I can and then also look at what's the lesson from that, speak the lesson, learn from the lesson and recommit myself going forward. Uh, and that is so valuable in becoming a, an authentic, sovereign human being. You know, we just walk around just being pushed all over the place with advertising, with people, with et cetera. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to go here. You got to go there. You got to buy this. You got to buy that. You got to get this degree. You got to get that degree. You got to pass through this hoop. You got to get this job. You got to make this much money. You got to save this. You got to buy a house. You got to get equity. You got to invest in something. You got to do that. You got to and then we're dead. We're dead before really actually authentically looking at who am I being, how am I feeling, what's really going on. Maybe not everybody. I'm sure not everybody. You know, maybe this doesn't apply to you. I get it. Skip this one, you know. Uh, But I think it applies to me. I know it applies to me. I know it applies to me. Here I am doing the one talking, you know. I'm not preaching. (laughs) I mean, maybe I am. But I'm talking to myself as much as everybody else here, you know. I'm preaching to my own choir. You know, we just don't stop and look, and stopping and looking is so critically essential. Being honest, being truthful. We don't want to do that, but God darn it. When we don't, we just keep tripping over the same fucking obstacle over and over again, repeating the same pattern over and over again. Well, I don't want to tell you, so I'm just going to do it over and over again. I'm going to have this shitty relationship and that shitty relationship, and you know, I'm going to just keep doing that again. I'm going to keep failing at this job and that job and what I want to do, and I'm never going to really look at what my true dream is in life and pursue that. I'm never going to tell anybody about that because I'm afraid I'm afraid that they might shame me, that they might not like me, that they might not care about me. Man, I get that. I get it. But fuck, just speak. Just speak. Speak your truth. Find somebody that you can be authentically honest with and say to them what's in your heart, what's on your mind, what's on your soul. That's what I saw in the woods. I saw that it's so important for us to speak our truth and to uh, take some time to eliminate all the distractions, put ourselves in a situation where there's no distractions, where we're forced to rely on ourselves and our bodies, where we're forced to really get in touch with who we really are over and above all else. And I don't know what that is for you, by the way. It doesn't mean everybody has to like go on some crazy four-day fast with a bunch of men. Although maybe that's it, you know, maybe that's it. Uh, Maybe it's, you know, doing a meditation retreat. Maybe, maybe it's that. Maybe it's getting together with some sisters, you know, and and making a space and creating an intentional space where you can come together. You create your own ritual, your own experience, your own ceremony, where you can have that for yourself and see how it goes and then keep refining it, keep moving forward. It's so important. Or just find a friend, call your like really best friend. Just be like, dude. I really want to, I really want to lay it down. I really want to get it out. I really want to talk about it and figure out a way to do that. By the way, uh, you know, without alcohol, without, uh, uh, without medicine, without, without drugs, without anything sober as a judge, 
not to say that you can't use medicines to get through stuff or whatever. Um, you, you can, but doing it sober is so much more powerful. And then it's really you. So that, and then I'm going to share a couple of things that I wrote down. I got a song. I got, I promised you I would deliver you a song. I wrote a song. I haven't finished it yet. Uh, when I do, I'll share it. Okay. A reading from the book of Jeff. <laughs> These are some things that I wrote in my journal, which I'll share with you. There is a field beyond right and wrong. I will meet you there. Rumi said that. There is a field beyond right and wrong. Does that mean meadow? Maybe. That's one interpretation. Or does that mean frequency, space, perspective, understanding? There is a field beyond right and wrong. I will meet you there. Definitely. It definitely means that. It definitely means creating a space beyond right and wrong. For me, that's what it means. Everything that happens seems extremely random, like the rain. It seems like there is no pattern. When you look deeper, you see. Every drop is in its right place. I remember reading that. I'm pretty sure it was Black Elk Speaks. I'm not sure exactly where. Side note. It seems like all the shit that happens to us is completely random. But then at some point, if we're very fucking lucky, we get a glimpse of the purpose and order of it all. If we are very fucking lucky, we have a moment or even several where we see that everything that has ever happened to us, for us, with us, has been leading us, you, me, to this moment, right here, right now. This moment, this present moment, this instant, where we get to choose. We, you, I, or as I like to say, way, W-E-I, a contraction of my own concoction. Sounds sexy. It's not. Don't worry. It means a perspective that synergizes my perspective with our perspective and your perspective, and it comports with many indigenous and other languages' pronouns. Way get to choose. Way get to choose all of the trauma that Way have endured. All of the bloodshed, all of the bullshit, all of the tears, all of the terror, all of the joy, all of the sadness, the ecstasy and the agony. We get to choose all of it right now, right here. Why? Why? That's up to you. For me, why is because now in this moment, I understand love. I understand what it means to love. Because what is love? Love is the acceptance and embracing of all that is, all that was, all that will be, no matter what and without looking away. Love is Quan Yin, who looks upon all that happens everywhere with total compassion, without ever blinking or dropping her gaze. Side note, if you don't know who Quan Yin is, she is the Bodhisattva of compassion in Zen and in Buddhism. She holds her hands up and she looks and she never looks away. No matter what happens, she's having compassion and showing love. All of the pain that you and I weigh have endured is for something. It's for this perspective, this understanding where we allow ourselves, where I allow myself to love and accept all of it. No matter how brutal, no matter how tragic, no matter how sad, all of it got me to here and here I am. 
right here, right now. Or I can go back to being confused. I can go back to being befuddled and unsure of myself. I can go back, I probably will go back, to not getting it. I can take the blue pill. But that's pretty fucking boring, isn't it? Aren't you tired of the blue pill? Aren't you tired of being at the effect of everything? Being a pawn in someone else's game? Wouldn't you rather be king? Wouldn't you rather be queen? I know I would. I know I am. I am king. Try it on. Say it to yourself, king or queen. Feels great, doesn't it? I am king of my reality. I choose all of it. All that I can control, all that I can't control, I choose it all. As king, I choose love and forgiveness, transformation and truth. I choose that I am in charge. I am responsible for this, all of this reality. I choose that I make the difference. I choose that I right my wrongs, that I learn my lessons, that I make amends, that I reciprocate, that I reconcile. As king, I choose to live from love because I choose to live from love. Not as lip service, but as raw, felt, checked and checked again, actual emotion. As king, I vow to live from love because that's who I am. That's who I choose to be. That's who I vow to be. That's me. I am love. I hope you'll join me. I trust you will. That's pretty good, huh? I wrote that in my journal. Uh, I think early in the morning after, you know, not eating a bunch. And then I wrote, nature. Go out to the woods and look at the trees. Look at the mountains, the hills, the desert, the wherever, the unfathomable intricacies of patterns and movement. Each foot, each square inch, a universe of its own. Behold the beauty and the mystery that is life. Okay, this is a quote from Bearheart, who's my good brother, my dear friend who led us on this expedition. We live in a culture designed to feel better. Take this drug, do this yoga, this exercise. Why don't we live in a culture designed to feel more? Good question, Bearhot. I like it. And true, by the way. You know, we focus so much on just feeling good. And then we don't really feel more. The reality is (laughs) uh, your joy is always equaled by your sorrow. And if you don't allow yourself to feel your full sorrow and feel your full grief... You'll never feel the true ecstasy and joy of actually being alive, of actually living. That's from me. Ah, this is also a quote. No one gives you freedom but you. You rip those chains off with your teeth. Not many people want to leave the worldwide plantation. Isn't that good? I love that. The worldwide plantation. (laughs) You know, that we are recognizing that we are actually slaves in this world, in this life. I I don't mean like some grand conspiracy and yada, yada, yada. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I mean, just the way that we've set it up, right? We just work these jobs that we don't really care about, that we don't really like, and or where we're just actually just plain actually miserable, you know, Uh, so that we can make the money that we need to do to get by, et cetera, et cetera, and live the life that we need to live. But you don't have to live like that. Uh 
you can choose a different life. And I'm sure you're saying, yeah, but Jeff, you don't get it. Like I fucking have bills to pay, man. And I got mouths to feed and I got kids to, I get all of that. I get it. I'm not saying that those aren't realities. What I'm saying is that you get to choose how you make that money and what you choose to do. And there are ways, there are ways within your capacity. And I have no idea what those ways are that you can legally (laughs) make the money that you need to survive and thrive in this life, that you can create your own food forest, uh, that you can achieve food sovereignty for yourself so you can go out and eat figs for breakfast like this guy. You know what I mean? (laughs) This is a good piece. And now I sit by Ubiseo and contemplate her. She is beautiful and majestic, banked by ancient rocks, Cragged with the scars of time and time before. Beings of untold origin. Her flow is ever forward and unrelenting. She is crisp and cleansing. Accepting and embracing of all who enter her. A lover for all who enter. She is cold and can be harsh. Pushing our edges and reminding us to take care. This life is important. This moment is crucial, vital, and unique, like her. She maintains her form, but is ever-changing and always evolving. Where does she come from? Where does she go? The answers are not her concern. The mystery is all. She does not question herself. She is not self-conscious. She is brave and strong, flowing and nurturing. She is where we come from, and she is where we will return. To know her is to know love. To know her is to accept the ever-changing nature of reality, to relinquish all attachments, and be ever and always open to the flow. Quick caveat on this next part. Um, This is Jeff from Post-Production Land. I've gone back and listened to this next piece over and over again to determine whether or not I should include it. In the end, I realize I have to include it. it. It has no integrity for me to leave it out. This next portion is radical, as in the Latin root word radix, meaning to get to the root of. You may or may not agree with what I have to say. I get that. My request is that if you don't agree, be willing to have a discussion about it rather than sling hate. Thank you. Here it is. When one considers the amount of atrocities that have been committed by this country over the course of its history, one must surely question the freedom, quote unquote, that we espouse. While we pretend we fight for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness at home, surely when one has the courage to actually look at the books, the truth reveals our real pursuit, life, liberty, and the pursuit of genocide. We are not alone in this endeavor. It is a common theme for imperialism wherever it roams, from here to Mexico to South America to Africa to Russia and Ukraine to Gaza and Israel. Murder and genocide and killing men, women, and children is rampant and deplorable. When you open your eyes to the truth, be prepared to puke. Here at home, Native Americans were genocidally massacred so we could build shopping malls. Men, women, and children were enslaved, tortured, raped, murdered, and forced to pick cotton and whatever else so people could build wealth and fund imperialism. Women weren't allowed to vote and segregation formally came to a close in the 60s. The crack epidemic destroyed black power. The opioid epidemic destroyed power indiscriminately. And who sanctioned that? 
the FDA, and Dick Sackler. Which, by the way, is that funny to anybody else? That one of this century's biggest monsters is named Dick Sack? No wonder. We should have fucking known. Guy's name is Dick Sack. Of course he's going to be a monster. What's happening now? Don't get it twisted. The men and women of Ukraine are defending their homes. But we could have had peace long ago. How many have died? Gaza and Israel. People were massacred, kidnapped, raped, and tortured at a party. And Mossad didn't know? Maybe not. But is murder the only answer? When are we going to stand up and say murder is no longer allowed? If you murder my people, does that justify me murdering your people? No. Sorry. You can twist it around all you want, but the people who are mostly getting murdered are mostly completely innocent. Collateral damage translates to women and children and men who have no interest in war. If you murder my people, does that give me the right to murder yours? No. If you attack my house and come to murder me, am I justified in killing you? Yes. So where is the line? I don't know. But I'm damn sure it starts with killing as an absolute last resort action. Seems we would be much better suited to invest in peace and reconciliation, restoration and transformation, than missiles, guns, and nukes. But then there'd be a lot less money to be made. And therein lies the problem. It's fucked up. My friend was drafted to go to Vietnam as an innocent teenager, brainwashed by the military to fight and kill for his country, to murder and lose his decency, only to realize that he was the real enemy in the participation of murdering three and a half million people. Thank God he didn't kill himself. Thank God he's here to offer counsel and testify to the nature of man and the power that prizes money over men, women, and children. The ultimate hungry ghost of greed that feeds and feeds and feeds itself and never gets full at the cost of what? All of it. Our freedom, our truth, our safety, our love, our planet. Will we watch as the world burns or will we stand up and stop it? That's probably going to get me killed. Good times. <laughs> Maybe not. Whatever. I, I don't know what to tell you guys. I don't know what to tell you, people. All right. I'm sure that that offends a lot of you. Okay. And uh, I, I get that. Maybe, you know what? You should be offended if you're offended by that. I'm glad you're offended. You know? Uh, let's have a conversation, please. Okay. I pledge allegiance to myself and my own sovereignty. I pledge allegiance to my wise and well ancestors and to my highest good. I pledge allegiance to the common good. I vow to do my best. I vow to continue to open my heart and serve to open the hearts of all around me and all afar from me as well. I vow to continue to purify my heart, to crank it open even when I don't want to. I vow to honor my brother, my mother, my father, and my wife and family. I vow to protect and uplift my sisters until they see their true worth and beyond. I vow to defend the earth and to fight for her with word and bone until the world embraces her true mystery and honors her in the way she deserves. May harmony prevail. 
Next section. I have gone through an initiation, no doubt. Initiation into what? Initiation into myself, my true self, the self of my choosing, the self of my making. I am no longer the product or result of my society, my family, my culture, or my associations. I am my own man. I am Jeffrey Dubois Ado Irwin. It must also be said that I have been initiated into a brotherhood of honorable men. La Forza Sagrada, the primal presence. Okay, next entry. Last night I woke up and my left foot was freezing. (laughs) I laid there and pondered how to rectify it without getting out of my sack. It dawned on me that I could stuff my down coat down there and stick my foot in it. That was moderately effective. At the same time, I experienced hunger. Real hunger. No bullshit hunger. I haven't eaten in three and a half days hunger. The kind of hunger that people who are actually experiencing hunger for real go through. I was desperate. Dreaming or fantasizing or lustfully craving bread. The bread that I will receive tonight after hiking the steep mountain out of this pristine section of Ubaseo, the magic river. Never in my life have I experienced such hunger. Not ever. It was excruciating. It was all-consuming. I was breathing shallow, feeling viscerally the absolute emptiness of my stomach. Knowing there were no hidden snacks in my backpack, but wishing like hell there were. I would have given anything for anything edible. And then the voice came. My inner calm, my inner angel. Let it flow. This is hunger. Now you know. And knowing now, you can act. You can act for those who are hungry for real. You can finish your film. You can build team. You can fight for what's right. So fucking fight. And fight I will. The warrior has awakened. Watch out! (laughs) I don't know if I should share that part. You know, that might freak people out, man. Well, whatever. It's fucking lunacy, all right, people? Get over yourselves. And it's not fucking normal. I didn't say it was normal. I said it's fucking lunacy. That's what it's called. What did you expect? <clears throat> Bees. A bee was hanging out with me earlier, just watching me, darting here and there, hovering, observing. I had a moment of fear, and that passed, and I said, Hello, guy. started thinking about bees and their innate magic. What do bees do? They build sacred geometry homes. They collect pollen for the hive. They take care of their own. They make honey. They sting when threatened. They buzz. They love. They help the ecosystem. They help spread flowers. They honor the earth. They honor each other. They honor me and I honor them. They are precious. I am grateful for the visit. Thank you, bees. I vow to honor my wife, honor my life, and pray every day. I vow to fight for what's right with all I do and all I am. I vow to be the change I wish to see in the world. I vow to help and defend my brothers and sisters and do my best to assist them with their transformation. You can count on me to show up strong, show up fierce, and show up funny. You can count on, you can count on me to follow the code. You can count on me to maintain sobriety, accept in prayer and intentional celebration. You can count on me to honor you, and you can count on me to be a man you are honored to be with. 
You can count on me to be potent, powerful, vulnerable, and humble. You can count on me to preach truth, freedom, safety, and love. You can count on me to kick ass, not take shit from anybody, and fight for justice. Most of all, you can count on me to be compassionate and loving, and when I'm not, to reconcile. That is the completion of the reading from the book of Jeff. Those are some thoughts, obviously, that I had while I was out deep in the woods. I realize some of that uh, might be alarming to some people. Sorry. I mean, not sorry. It's a sorry, not sorry moment. I get it. But, uh, you know, time to wake up a little bit here, people. Uh, The status quo is going to keep moving the way that it is and just consuming everything and all of everything unless we stand up and say stop it. You can blame the people in power all you want, but you're letting them have power. You know what I mean? We allow them to rule. Uh, you know, so I'm not, and by the way, uh, those people, not terrible people either, right? Those people are, are vastly influenced by lobbying groups now and corporations that are bribing them to make the right choices so that they can make the most amount of money, regardless of who it harms or how it affects us. Uh, you know, they're being bribed and they're taking the bribes. What are you going to do? You gonna just blame them and point the finger? You gonna fucking stand up and do something about it? By the way, I don't mean storm the castle. Okay, I'm not advocating revolution here. That's not what I'm saying at all. Do not pick up a gun, at least not from what I'm saying, and go fucking shoot somebody. For God's sake, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying run for office. I'm saying stand up. I'm saying speak your truth. I really am saying that. I'm saying if you don't like the way it's going, then you need to lead. Lead your own life. Lead for us. Be the representative of the people that we need. Uh, In whatever capacity and your area and your community, stand up for what you see is right. Don't bow down. Don't stop. Okay? Also, in case it's not abundantly clear, I can't tell you how valuable it is to uh, actively engage in brotherhood and sisterhood in actually finding a group of people that you choose as family that you can tell anything to literally and will hold you. They will hold you and hear you and they will hold you accountable to what it is that you commit to. It's so vital and important. And I also encourage all of us to meditate more (laughs) myself included something I, I deeply discovered and recommitted myself to meditating every day without fail, no matter what. Uh, it's so vital and important. Stopping, listening. You know what? When you when you when you hear the episode that I did with my friend Vela, um, the thing that fundamentally allowed that man who had seen such horror in his life to transform was meditation, and he talks about it. That was the thing that got him through and gets him through every day. And so I just want to. You know, whatever that meditation looks like for you, uh, be it some kind of a yoga practice, be it actual meditation where you sit, uh, be it chanting, uh, be it whatever could, could be running, uh, could be, it could be anything. Find that meditation and commit to it, commit to yourself. And, uh, and I just want to say, I love you, whoever you are. 
I really love that you're listening to this program. If you made it this far, I definitely love you because you, you made it this far. <laughs> uh, and I choose you as family because you are choosing me as family. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support this program, go to patreon.com backslash lunacy podcast. It really does actually help. Also, share it. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Okay? If you're not watching on YouTube, watch on YouTube. <laughs> if you want to contact me or get in touch, I'd love to hear from you. I'm at info at jeffado.com. That's G-E-O-F-F-E-I-D-O.com. Much love, everybody. See you next week.